Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Welcome to Life and Art from FT Weekend. I'm Lila Raptopoulos. Over the last couple of years, my colleague Josh Franklin did something pretty daunting. He decided to travel to every single state in America, all 50 of them. This thing Josh did is part of a growing phenomenon called completist travel. It means planning your trips around one overarching goal. And it leads people into all sorts of strange and interesting situations that they probably would never otherwise find themselves in. Josh is our U.S. banking editor, and he recently wrote a feature about this. So I've invited him into the studio today. As we start to plan our own trips for 2024, I thought he could tell us what he learned, both about traveling and about the U.S. Hi, Josh. Welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Um, so there's something very compelling to me about putting some simple framing around uh, a thing like this, like a uh, travel. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to get into it. But first, I have to ask you, like, how does somebody start this? <laughs> How did you get into it? It's a weird thing. And it, it was something, so my it was my wife and I who did it, my mm-hmm. wife Emily and I. And it was something that, it, we didn't start off planning to do it. It kind of, coming out of the pandemic, we'd set ourselves this resolution to travel more. And also, um, because, I mean, I'm from London and because we, it was harder to go back to Europe because of the pandemic, we decided let's do like a new state every month. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of like snowballed when we realized actually we're getting quite close you know when, to to doing all 50 and if we keep on going like this we'll eventually get there so that's when it kind of like became this like completionist competitive thing to like try <laughs> to do all 50 states what were you after are you just naturally competitive or were you trying to like kind of understand something about something? so i think i think the competitive part of it cuz like 50 is quite a nice number mm-hmm. it's like it's big enough where it sounds impressive but mm-hmm. it's not like you know, so big that it feels so far off. Yeah. But then also there was this fun thing of like, it makes you go to places that you wouldn't ordinarily go to. Yeah. Like if we hadn't done this, never would have been to North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Probably wouldn't have <laughs> ever been to Nebraska unless I was like going to interview Warren Buffett or something. Mm-hmm. And I think definitely there was like a thing of, you know, like what will I see? What will I learn about this strange, like vast country yeah. that, um, that I've lived in now for for six years? Yeah. Um, yeah. So just for listeners who may have questions about your accent, yeah. <laughs> you are not American, no. although you sound a little bit American. Yeah. Where were you and your wife coming at this from as, yeah. or, or like approaching America? So I'm, I'm, I'm British, but I've, I've lived on and off in the U.S. for 10 years of my life, which mm-hmm. is why my accent is, is like it is. Uh, and my wife, she grew up mainly in, in the U.S., in Massachusetts, um, but she she's also half French and mm-hmm. has spent like quite a bit of her time her her life in living in France. Uh, so we now we both kind of approached it with similar numbers of states that we had visited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we were both keen to to try to see what we learn and discover and see in the yeah. U.S. Yeah. Okay. So, wh- what was the strategy? 
<laughs> so it started off with one state a month. Okay. Uh, and then you realize like quite early on, there's like, especially having New York as your base, mm -hmm. you have big airports here that fly to most places and there's lots of low hanging fruit that you can do. But once you kind of like do all of the East Coast and a little bit of the West Coast, then it does become much harder. It takes like five or six hours to get there. It's harder to do it over a weekend. There are mm -hmm. no direct flights. So we t then you start kind of like grouping states together. And right. that's where, you know, you it takes a lot of planning when you're doing like a road trip through. Uh, so we did the Upper Peninsula in the U.S. We start off in Minnesota and then you'd go into Wisconsin and then you go from Wisconsin into Michigan mm -hmm. and you see like the Great Lakes and uh, and all that, which is great. We did a trip where we did the Gulf, where we start off in New Orleans mm -hmm. we we, and then you drive New Orleans through Mississippi and then through to Alabama. Right. Uh, oh, cool. And, and then that's also like the peculiar thing about this thing. And one of the things you again, just reminded of when you do this in America, it's like, you know, you have some states that you really can do in a few hours mm -hmm. with all the will in the world to Delaware or <laughs> Rhode Island. These are like very, very small states. I have a lot of people who would disagree with you. <laughs> you can do Delaware and Rhode Island in a, in a couple hours. There, there's stuff to see, but like maybe a day, maybe a yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. You could do those in a day. Uh, whereas somewhere like Texas or California, I mean, mm -hmm. that's like four states you know, rolled into one. Totally. What did it mean to you? When did you feel like it was like, uh, like you had gotten enough of a feel to check it off? Like mm. what, when did it feel like um, you had been somewhere? So my, my benchmark, and it's not a perfect one, is <laughs> uh, we ended up deciding that it was basically if you, um, obviously airports don't count. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to, some people describe it as you have to breathe the air and touch the ground of the state. Okay. And I always try to at least have a meal in every state. Yeah. Um, and not at like a Dunkin' Donuts. Exactly. Like right. ideally something like local as you're, as you're passing through. Yeah. Okay. I'd love to hear a little bit about what you did hmm. and saw. Um, my first question about that is, was there anywhere where you were where you thought, I really want to spend more time here? Hmm. So uh, Montana was the one yeah. that we really, we, we like real East Coast cliches of like wanting to <laughs> pack in an urban life and move to like the mountains in Montana. But we had such a great time in Montana. And it really is if anyone does get the chance to go there. Um, Glacier National Park is just one of the most beautiful places in the U.S. that you can visit. Why? Um, oh, it's just the landscapes. I mean, everything there just like looks like a picture. Um, <laughs> and it's just an amazing nature as well. Um, Alaska as well is um, just, we spent a week in Alaska and we did three national parks when we were there um, and drove all, like drove around like a good chunk of the state, but there's still five other national parks we haven't done. Mm -hmm. And then places like Texas, I've only been to Austin in Texas, which right. is like- Not representative Not of representative of like wider Texas. Yeah. So you go to these places and even though you do all 50 states, you realize like there's still so much left of the country that you want to see. Mm -hmm. Like we've only done about 20 national parks and there's more than 60 to yeah. get through. You know, there's, there's like still a lot left to see. Yeah. Were there ever times where you were sitting at a meal and thinking, <laughs> this was a huge mistake. Why, <laughs> why did no, I do this? So I can't say like when I... So when I moved to New York six years ago, I can't say like I thought I was going to be doing New Year's Eve in Mobile, Alabama yeah. one year, or I thought I was going to be doing like July 4th weekend in Medora, North Dakota, <laughs> about to watch a musical. So you do have like some, some surreal moments of like, where am I? Mm -hmm. 
it was less over like meals, more like when you're driving through like the middle of nowhere, Idaho, mm -hmm. middle of nowhere, Alaska, and you have no reception on your phone mm -hmm. and you have like a quarter tank of gas left and you're just praying that, you know, <laughs> nothing goes wrong with your car because if something does, then you, you like, you know, you actually are just like, you're literally relying on the kindness of strangers and having to like hope someone pulls over to help you. Yeah. There are some places I don't think we would, we wouldn't rush back to, but nowhere where we regretted having been to, like every mm -hmm. trip we did was, was worthwhile. That's cool. Yeah. Were there times where you were sitting somewhere and thinking, okay, this is the best thing like I've ever done. Emily, thank you <laughs> for planning this. Uh, so one of the most fun moments we had. So we, the weekend we were doing um, Kansas. Mm -hmm. We flew to Kansas City and we arrive on a Friday evening and we have nothing, we don't, we have no plans. And so we mm -hmm. see what's on in Kansas and we see the Bruce Springsteen's in town. Wow. And tickets were reasonably affordable. So we ended up going to see Bruce Springsteen and Emily and I, neither of us were big Bruce Springsteen fans. I could maybe name like two of his songs. Uh -huh. But after that concert, we, which was in, I think, February of this year, we became Bruce Springsteen super fans. <laughs> yes. And it literally became the, the the soundtrack when we would go on all these road trips. We just listened to Bruce Springsteen like nonstop. <laughs> and I could actually have receipts for it because when I got my Spotify wrapped, <laughs> I was like, you're a sudden new. No, I was in the top 0.1% <laughs> of Bruce Springsteen listeners for 2023. Nice. Um, but that was just, that was like, that was just such a great moment. Of like we wouldn't have mm -hmm. been doing this if we, um, if we hadn't, uh, if we hadn't decided to, to come here. So that yeah. was, that was like a, a great moment. That makes me wonder uh, what your strategy was once you got somewhere. Like, if you could give advice uh, to people who are maybe not going to do this whole thing, but, like, go on road trips to places that they wouldn't normally go. Like, how did you choose where you stayed? How did you choose what you wanted to see? How did you choose the restaurant that you went to yeah. that would maybe represent to you that place? Yeah. So I think part of it, it's good to have, like, at least one thing that anchors the trip. So and this comes back to, like, if you're going to do this, set yourself like what you want to get something that's like the most out of it. Mm -hmm. For us, it was very much like food, national parks, and presidential libraries. Mm -hmm. um, and so that kind of anchored basically everywhere we went to, there was hopefully like at least some local food that we were going to try, some national park we were going to drive to, or some presidential library we were going to go and visit. Mm -hmm. um, and so then everything else can kind of just like come out of that. Yeah. Um, uh, what about um, meeting people and having conversations with people? Yeah. So this was like kind of the, the fun thing. Um, so one of the things to know about people who, who have been to all 50 states is you barely need to ask them a question before they manage to turn the conversation to the fact that they've been to all 50 states. So <laughs> I uh, drop that in conversation quite often now. Um, but one of the fun things is now Literally, whoever I meet in the U.S., I, I you have something to talk about with them because you've been to the state where they're from, wherever mm -hmm. that is. And it was even when we were flying back from Alaska, actually, I was next to a very, very sweet elderly couple from Alabama. Mm -hmm. And we were talking and asked them where they're from. And they said they're from Alabama. And it's like, oh, I've been to Alabama. I've been to <laughs> Mobile. I've been to Dauphin Island. Um, so you can like have common ground with with all these kind of strangers that you meet, which is um, which is really nice. And the other thing is when you turn up for a hotel for the night in Clarksville, Arkansas, mm -hmm. and they ask you where you're from and you say you're from New York, they're kind of like, 
what are what? you doing here? And when you tell them, like, oh, this is, you know, trying to visit all the 50 states, everyone's really into it. They're really mm. kind of, or maybe they're just working for tips. I don't know. But they, they <laughs> seem like they're, they're really, like, interested by it. And uh, they always have, like, loads of questions about, um, about what the trip is like. Wow. Okay. So that leads to my next question, which is that, uh, unsurprising to many listeners, we live in a very divided country and mm. we have an election coming up in a year, uh, for better or for worse. And um, it's on a lot of people's minds, mm. you know, and the idea of like, what is America and what does mm. America want and how are Americans thinking right now? Is can feel like an unanswerable question because America is made up of a lot of individual humans. <laughs> but uh, you've probably met a lot of those humans now more than the average person. What did you learn about it? I think America, it's like such a, it's a split country in so many ways. And there's this, been this whole, one of the things you realize when you're driving through it as much as we did, you'll drive through all of these small towns, you know, which just feel, you know, America is such a rich country in many ways, but then it, you drive through these places that, where you just feel there's so little money here mm-hmm. and like you don't feel like opportunity and and you can understand how they would feel like they've been failed by the government. Yeah. Um, and those are the places where you tend to see like, or at least we found like the most Trump signs. Um mm-hmm. And things. The other thing is, you you feel like Trump supporters much more than you do Biden supporters in the U.S. Like you see a lot of a lot more yard signs and a lot more bumper stickers for Trump than we did for Biden mm-hmm. or for liberal or Democratic uh, candidates and causes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty visible. But I think I know it. It sounds cheesy, but I think it is always just helpful to, you know get out of New York and go and see yeah. and and meet people and speak to people. I always think it's helpful not to talk about politics just because, you know, show you, you know, there's a life beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and just to, to to understand. And the other thing I can say is despite inflation slowing down, the, the U.S. Is, is a very expensive country. Yeah. Whenever I go back to London, London feels so cheap. Yeah. Whereas it's not just New York's expensive. It's like everywhere is expensive in the U.S. that we went to. You felt that all the cities that you... That's interesting. All the cities, the towns. I mean, hotels and cars are expensive. Mm -hmm. Meals are expensive. I mean, it was just like... it's, It's an expensive, expensive place. Yeah. Josh, as we wrap up, I wonder if the way that you travel or the reason that you travel has changed... Now mm. that you have successfully done, you know, quote unquote, done these 50 states, kind of completed your mission and um, have time now to do <laughs> kind of the kind of travel you want. No, I think the big thing is, um, you know, I always primarily used to look at holidays, you know, experience new things, but primarily it's like as a time off from work, basically, in mm-hmm. a way to rest. But I think now it's like even more you know, wanting to experience new things or go to new places. Um, And also realizing, you know, it's like the classic thing of like journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step where it's like once you actually like start going to new places, it really just, you kind of get a bug for it. You just kind of can't, can't stop. Yeah. Um, Last question, kind of a speed round. If there were three places that you would recommend in America that people go that you may not have recommended before, what would you say? um, Ocean Springs, Mississippi is a, beautiful town. I have a great time there. Mm-hmm. 
either of the Dakotas are great. Okay. Um, Upper Peninsula along the Great Lakes in Michigan is fantastic. And Duluth, Minnesota. Duluth, Minnesota. Is a really fun town. Amazing. Okay. Josh, this is incredible. Thank you. You have uh, encouraged me to travel my country. Thanks for being here. I'm thrilled to hear that. Thank you. (laughs) That's the show. Thank you for listening to Life and Art from FT Weekend. Take a read through the show notes. I have linked to Josh's travel story about the topic. That link will get you past the paywall. In the show notes, I also have discounts for a subscription to the Financial Times, and we have ways to stay in touch with me and with the show on email, on X, or on Instagram. I'm Lila Raptopoulos, and here's my talented team. Katya Kamkova is our senior producer. Lulu Smith is our producer. Our sound engineers are Breen Turner and Sam Javinko with original music by Metaphor Music. Topher Forges is our executive producer, and Cheryl Brumley is the global head of audio. Have a lovely week, and we'll find each other again on Friday.